Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how, but we can decide how we meet that end. In order that we are remembered as men. Well, here I am again, and sometimes I feel um, my breaks here make me feel like I have uh, taken, like I have to re relearn the process all over again. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the way it feels. Today we're going to go over some Necrons from the Shadow Vaults um, book, which is the new um, Kill Team uh, supplement, and it includes um, a couple of new rules for uh, uh, the Gallo Dark and uh, some Kark Skins, which we'll do next, which uh, I'm going to wait to do those until I actually have had them assembled, but I went ahead and assembled the Necrons and put them together. Um, yeah, so cover them today. I'll probably do uh, a Malifold podcast coming up. Um, I got the Day of the Dead for the Rotten Harvest, and uh, I'll take over them. It's been a while since I did a Malifold podcast, and we'll just cover up a a simple Lady J build based on the Day of the Dead. So, we'll go with that. Uh, if you hear the humming in the background, it's a fan because I live in Michigan. Power goes out and some pump and you gotta keep the basement dry, right? So, let's go ahead. Because I know last time I did a little bit. Really tell you the truth, I don't remember last time what I did. Well, being with the car accident, I took a nasty spill down some stairs. Got injured with that. Life sucks. Blah da da. I gotta remember what I'm doing. But anyway, here we go. Life's looking good. Back on track a little bit. Got some uh, royalty free music to do some commercials and stuff. And hopefully get back on saddle again. So, looking through, uh, there's a little bit of snafu with this. Um, had a little bit hard time getting this box set in. It was pretty popular I guess. Um, sold out pretty quick in places. Uh, local game store there was a hassle. I went to uh, begged a little bit and got a free copy out there. So it's pretty cool. Um, so as for everything uh, I believe the board is about the same. Looks like the inner pieces of the game the walls and doors and stuff look pretty much about the same except we got a few additions it looks like we have a, a light motion sensor cameras um there's two robots that carry your stuff around so i imagine there's some battle reports that um oh, not battle reports but scenarios that are based around the haulage robot and the breach robot um can't really tell you i've not played one game of gallo dark period um i'm kind of living on a rock with um being ill work and stuff so you have to apologize I just read speculate and paint yeah so 
as for rules on the inside, we have still the close quarters uh, rules haven't changed. Um, about the same on that one. So the some new scenarios, I imagine. About the only thing I knew on the inside besides the robots and the two kill teams on the inside. Um, as for we'll go over the Necrons first. Now, um, first time we saw Necrons, of course, 40k. We were looking at the Compendium. We'll get to there. Second time we saw in Nexus Pariah. So um, that was a big, uh, big thing because in Nexus Pariah they gave us um, ease and accessibility to um, the what you call it, the creepy guys, flayed ones. Cool. Uh, also gave us, um, I think it was the Chronomancer. He was in the box set as well as some. Um, Space Marine Heavy Intercessors, and at the time, unfortunately, you can only run four at a time. And of course, they had the special edition um, sergeant. I believe, the, in my own opinion, the um, terrain in the set blue. It was dumb, sucked. It was almost as bad as the Rogue Trader terrain, in my opinion. Galadark is fortunately a lot better, uh, as well as some of the other supplements. A lot more effort and thought was put into that. Maybe not a lot of effort, but thought anyway. So, I got that. Um, so, got excited playing around with some Necrons. And, um, yeah. So, um, you know, not playing around, but painting some, you know, theorizing some crews. And next thing you know, um, the new version of Kill Team happened. Convincium came along. Compendium. It wasn't too bad. Uh, could play with still what you had, so you had to work with it, so that it wasn't nothing lost and everything. Then all of a sudden, the White Dwarf supplement started coming out. Pretty static about it. Uh, some of the crews were a lot better than the White Dwarf on um, uh, the Compendium, and um, not too bad. You know, tower good. Um, just. There's some good ones and some just basically all of them are good. A lot better than the Compendium. A lot uh, nice to see them go forward. Necrons didn't hear anything. But then we have these guys. It's kind of an elite kill team. And I'm wondering with the White Dwarf supplements that came out, they erased some of the Compendium kill teams. Example, the, the Mechanicus kill teams no longer exist because we have the Hunter Cadre. Uh, the, they're being replaced with the White Dwarf supplement kill teams. Are we going to be able to use Flayed Ones and Blood, Necron, actual regular warriors? Don't know because now in the Gallo Dark we were giving a higher, high road tech circle kill team. No, I'm not saying this is bad in any means because I kind of like the kill team itself. So we'll go for there. Um, so opening up, we got Necrons, so that's cool. Um, options to build out of the kill team. Hmm, you can build a Cryptech with the option of basically the Techromancer. You can't do nothing else with this guy except build a Techromancer out of the box. You can build a plasma site accelerator, plasma site reanimator, 
as is to come on their own sprue. You can build an Apprentech. Uh, you can build an Immortal Despotech. A couple of death marks or a couple mortal guardians built with either options that will go over in a few. Small elite kill team. I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Blah da da. How would they fare? Unfortunately, as in 40k, you have to you have to base yourself. How will I do against Marines? It's it's tough to say, but 40k you have to base it. So instead, what would Jesus do? You would have to see what would what would Marines do, I guess. I don't know. So let's go ahead and look at what we got so far. Um, let's see. I don't really go over a lot of stuff before, but here's your kill team that you can pick. You can have one crypt tech with the following options. You can ha make your crypt tech either a chronomancer, a pyromancer. Psychomancer, a pyromancer, yeah. psychomancer, or tech technomancer. Option is out of the box technomancer. Your choices, any three of those. Only one has weapon options you can choose from, and that would be the chronomancer. Weirdly enough, um, that's it for your leader. Um, we'll go over them in a minute. You can pick five of the following: your printek. Deathmark, Mortal, Despotec, and Immortal Guardians. Uh, let's see. The Despotec can be armed with Gauss Blaster and Bayonet or Tested Carbon and Bayonet. Same thing with the Immortal Guardians. Same loadout and same choices. And other than the Deathmark and Immortal Guardian, you can only have one of the, of the previous options. Pretty straightforward. So you're looking at basically the leader, the two little cronies, the, which I forgot his name already, um, the Apprentech, the Despotech, and three guys around around with him. Depends how you go. And I'll go on about my opinions in a minute. Uh, we have Tech Ops for these guys. Mm, I don't really go over Tech Ops, so I haven't really played enough games to actually really tell you the importance of tag cops. I'll let you judge yourself on that. There's better podcasts to do it. This is my own that is just bullshit. And if you like it, you like it. Um, but we do have some abilities that these guys have. They have living metal. So basically, <coughs> in the ready operative step of each initiative phase, this operative gains two lost wounds. Up to one if it's a plasma site. So these guys every turn, except the little guys, are going to gain two wounds every turn. Boom, boom, boom. Not bad at all. So... A little bit not so bad and a reanimated protocol so you can do this once per game for each guy on the table and basically what it allows you to do lay him on their side or put a marker there you roll a d6 and a 3 plus you reanimated with so many wounds you're not running you stand back up not bad <coughs> um Strategic ploys, let's see, it's all about, you can get a little bit more movement out of them with the CP because they're slow, undying androids with CP well, because you're undying androids, all your death marks can get better hideout, and relentless onslaught, it's time a hero tech circle operator makes a shooting attack, it gives a target within one pentagram of it, with a tech stack 
they can reroll. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, shooting a text made using. Okay. So yeah, pretty straightforward. You'll. I mean, they're slow robots. I mean, I didn't think they talked, but there's a lot of quotes for these robots in the book. So your chronomancer here. I'm gonna go over look at the stats. Three, three, one, three, three, eleven wounds. Three, 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 one, eleven wounds. Three. Oh, this guy here. The oh, never mind. Jumped ahead. Um. Okay, so they all have the same wounds. I mean, same stats. Um, staff of light with technomancer, abyssal lance with a cyclomancer. I'm doing a little bit, little bit different. Um, different weapon damage for each. <coughs> Not too bad. Each dude has a living metal magnific magnification conduit, so that allows you to. Make a shooting attack. If a friendly apparent attack operation has an engage order and is visible to this operator, you can select a valid target set from the other guy. So you're looking through the, the other robot's eyes. And cryptic actions. You can only take two. Um, and let's see. Selecting for those opposite a page. Can I gain the same one? So kind of like a sorcerer a little bit, but with metal stuff. <coughs> Uh, all these guys have commands for one AP. Select one death mark or immortal. Within the pentagram, either this operate, operative um, or immortal despotech. The selected friendly operative can immediately perform a free fight overwatch AP or AP mission action. So it's kind of he's kind of like um, I think you're. Um, Axe is a little bit catch-all, a little bit with the... Oh, damn. <coughs> your comms guy, if you needed the comms. But we got your um, your actions that are different for each one. Your chronomancer is supposed to have things that are deal around time. Uh, which is, I don't know, flawed on this one. Uh, but, Sean somehow got himself a chronomancer. I think he came from the last box. Um, I liked the way the Psychomancer looked, so I bought one. And I painted him up because I thought he was cooler looking than the Techromancer. And like I said, the box came with a... I mean... <clears throat> and the box came with a Technomancer. And that's probably my Necron leader of choice for this kill team. But I have all three as options for a kill team roster if I wanted. So, this guy does have the Staff of Light. So... Six attacks range, four to hit, three four damage, AP one. Three special rule, staff of light for melee, three attacks, four plus, three five, lethal five plus. <clears throat> so he's got the can canto patek repair. I'm gonna butcher this and you're gonna like it. Uh let's see. Select one friendly hero tech circle operative. That's within square of this operative. That friendly operative gain, regains 2d3 lost wounds or d3 if it was successfully reanimated already. So, you're a little bit of a healer. Uh, this guy comes with a nano pack repair swarm. Um, to the end of turning point, you get it. The circle members cannot be injured. In addition, in one ready operative step on the next turning point, friendly heretic circle operatives regain after one additional lost room. Moon with a living metal, so your living metal gets a little bit better with these guys. 
rates of reanimation um, until the end of turn on uh, this operative gains the following ability rates of reanimation once in this turning point when another friendly her hero tech circle operative would be incapacitated for the first turn turn to battle if it is visible and with one pentagram of this operative they, you can use this ability and if it does so that friendly hero tech circle operative attempts a reanimation page 53 I know it's a one time only, but if you want to jump a little bit ahead and the game's coming up and you need somebody on the objective or something, there you go. <clears throat> Neither a choice for me, right there. Guys are on 50 millimeter bases too, so oof. Uh, next up we have the Plasmocyte Accelerator and the uh, Reanimator. Same stats in both. Spark and Claws, these guys aren't your fighters. Um, they can scuttle away one last. So, like I said, they're not your fighters. They are what they are. One is basically a um, the accelerator. Uh, gives a friendly death mark or an immortal. One to its APL. And the reanimator is um, let's see. Oh, it's got a reanimation beam. Once per turning point, when another friendly Herotech Circle model would be incapacitated for the first time during the battle. If it's within pentagram of this model, if it does so, you can reanimate something. So, that's, you get it. Okay, next up we have the Apprentech. This guy is kind of creepy for a robot. He's like all hunched over and stuff. It kind of reminds me of Despero off the Justice League movie. Um, three movement, two APL, three de defense, three wounds. I mean, three saves. Three save, ten wounds. Arcane Conduit for both melee and attack. Um, forward hit, 3-4 damage with uh, range, 3-5 damage with close combat, AP1 for range. Uh, he's got the Magnification Conduit, same as the Cryptech, and he's got a Printech Assistant. For 1 AP, you can perform a free Cryptech action with this operative. So you can use one of the Cryptech actions from your Cryptech. So, obviously... He's kind of like just your mirror guy running around doing orders. Next up, we have your death mark. I, this is where I don't know. I mean, I put one in my kill team just because there's a couple. As you all know, if there's a um, command op or, or a, uh, what is it? You know, if there's a strategic ploy or tactical ploy that benefits something I try and include it in my um, kill team if I can so that way I can use all options of something that's floating around if I can um, these guys basically have their sniper rifle attacks for getting two four damage um, four damage critical AP heavy one mortal wound one and they have fists they have living metal that's it Okay, that's the sniper rule. That's it. That's all they got. No sniper ability. No picking anything out. Don't know how I feel about it. Because going right to the brother with a different mask. We have the Immortal Guardian. <clears throat> he has the on God's Blaster and the Carbine. This guy will have the bayonet. Uh, Stat-wise, I believe you're identical. <clears throat> Which they are. On uh, this guy's God's Blaster. Four attacks, three to hit, not two. 
but four or five damage. So basically, on the, the, to hit on the damage, it's one higher, but AP one. The Gauss Blaster, right then and there, it's a little. It's better than the, in my opinion, better than the. The sniper rifle, except it doesn't have mortal wound one. So basically, on a critical, you're not getting one mortal wound. So, uh, so, but, and you're not taking the negative of heavy. Okay, um, these guys can also have Tesla Carbine. That's 3-3 with Splash 1. Galadark, it's not too bad to have maybe one or two if you want to do some splash damage in the hallway. Which is nice on these guys, you have Bayonet, doing 3 attacks, 3-4 damage, and it's also, um, <clears throat> let's see, there's a equipment that benefits Tesla Carbines, and I think I skimmed over it. There's something on these which allows you to, oh my god, it sucks. Anyway, it's, um, either wipe it, oh. The immortal, okay, the hyperspace blade, operative, uh, mortal operatives only. So basically, you're baying that for equipment for two, um, two points. You're baying that gets a lethal five special rule. So I mean, mm, so I don't know. I if it didn't have a, if it didn't have a, what you call it, one of the um, strategic and tactical ploys, doing something with the. Um, Deathmark, I wouldn't have worried about it just because my opinion the Immortal Guardian has a little bit more going for it. Because up here, this was the choice too, is the is Immortal Death Tech. He's basically <clears throat> same stats as the Immortal Guardian. He's seen weapons and everything. I put the gauze uh, I mean I put the Tesla carbine on him. But he's got demand for one AP. He's got the only Necron warrior type thing. Out of the three choices, it has a um, unique action. Uh, you can select one Deathmark or Immortal uh, operative visible. And with one pentagram of this operative, you can choose um, once during this operative, um, during this turning point, when the selected friendly operative is fighting in combat, making shooting tag, or, or shooting tag is being made against it, you can use a command reroll uh, tactical ploy from the core book without spending any command points so this guy right here he's basically just one of your guardians with a free command point you can use but does take a unique action but I mean what are you gonna do I mean you're only moving around two you only take one shot per turn it's not bad so I mean I don't know. He's got fancy headdress and collar on, so I mean it's pretty cool. The build for this, the build for this uh, kill team is pretty freaking simple. I mean, you got the leader, two little guys, your your henchman type guy, basically your mortal desperate attack, and three immortals. You're t choosing either guardians or death marks. Simple as that. Very simple, straightforward, elite kill team. I don't like the fact they only have 10 wounds. I, people say, oh, but Sean, if you think about it, you're going through your games, you don't kill anything. They do wounds on you. They're higher than that because of living metal. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Equipment is so-so. We've got some phase eye clairs. Um, 
And okay, hyperspace blade, Tesla wave, arc shock protector, phase shifter. Yeah, they're okay. Like I said, these um the special items aren't really anything right home about. Either are the rare equipment, for that matter as well. But they're cute, no matter less. Um. One thing I did find out that Necrons are kind of silly looking with the big shoulders and tiny little feet. Um, you really have to put them together. There's no flexibility. The way that their backpacks go with their guns and the way they're holding them because there's wires that go to everything. Um, kind of got to finagle around with the glowing effect a little bit to make them look good when you're painting them. So a little bit of a learning curve. Um, let's see. Other than that, it's not a big kill team to paint with. Not a large paint palette because everything's going to look the same. But you can go off the wall with your paint schemes. And they do look pretty damn cool. And if you like the, let's see, uh, Phantom Menace or you like the Terminator, this is the army for you. And if you like Egyptian lore and culture, there you go. Um, me, myself, I haven't played the team. I like the way they look. Not disappointed with it. Was happy to get the book. The, um, the box and everything. Glad to see him. Look for what's going to happen with the bastard um, whatchamacallit the slicey slicey guys. Can't remember their names for the life of me. But oh my lord. Memory shot. But anyway uh, let's see what happens with the rest of the Necrons. Would like to see the different Necron uh, Cryptex be available for different types of um, Necron units, that would have been pretty cool. Like, these guys only have um, the choice to have, perhaps, maybe. You know, I did Techromancer, and, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see, like, a Flying Lord with other guys or something. But that's it for what we got for Necrons out of the Shadow Vault box so far. Um, I think they're pretty solid. I'm going to play them. Of course, I'll play them against my buddy Lynn. Check them out, and I'll give you a... My thoughts about them and stuff. I am working on another kilting board. This is going to be my pretty uh, church board. And I'm actually using stuff like plaster of Paris and you clay. And so, yeah, I'm going all out on this one. Um, probably being... I say my last one, but probably not. I'm going to make a... Um, get some 3D printed tiles and do a um, pretty cool yellow dark board. I think i seen out there. So, that'd be pretty cool. I'm actually going to magnetize stuff. Got two bo um, boxes of this stuff, so might as well. Um, yeah, next up I'll do some Carsigans, 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 anyway, and I'll do a Manifold podcast with Lady J, maybe hook them together, but that's about it, pretty boring, is what it is, um, trying to get back in the swing of things, and, um, uh, been hurting, been living, but been hurting, um, thanks for being patient, uh, you got anything you want to add, or you just want to, hey, if you want to be part of the show, you can do a Skype, talk back and forth, or anything, yeah, just shoot me a Shoot me a ring and uh, we'll go forward. Remember, um, oh, I got hand out that um, I got hand out that extra um, annual. I got to pull a name for that. I'm slacking. I suck bad time, bad time. I'm making up words even. But anyway, till next time, and we'll be soon because I'm gonna record another um, podcast right after this. And um, I'll talk to you soon. And thanks for sticking with me. All right, thank you. Bye bye.
with the story blown up in our face. We've got big economic problems, but we are not coming apart at the seams.